Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day. You get to hear a mom preach today. <laughs> How many moms do we have here this morning? Awesome. How many grandmothers do we have this morning? Awesome, awesome. How many hopeful mamas do we have this morning? Mamas that hope to be. How many of you for sure know you do not want to be a mama this morning? It's okay. Do you know that, ladies? It's okay to know that you don't want to be a mom. I just want you to know that's okay. How many spiritual moms are here today? I need to see every woman in this room with her hand up. Yes, every single one. We all have that place. How many of you love a mama this morning? Okay, good. So this message is for you. If you raise your hand for any of those things, I gotcha. We're good. And um, I just want to say, first of all, I'm, I am going to be, um, this isn't going to be perfect. And this isn't going to be um, well scripted out. I'm just going to share my heart and I'm going to share what the Lord's been teaching me. And I'm probably going to cry. <clears throat> For those of you who don't know me, I'm Anna, and I have the honor of being the next-gen pastor here at Eastside. I also am married to this good-looking man down here in the front. And I have, that's right. <laughs> and I have three beautiful babies that uh, are all a gift and uh, we thought that we weren't going to have them on our own, but God said something else, right? And so we, um, we honor that this morning. We honor that God is the giver of life, right? And we celebrate that. And so we've, we, um, we have three kids, Alexis, Sadie, and James. They are nine, seven, and three, and they are nonstop, period. They are nonstop. <clears throat> And uh, over the last 15 years that I've had the honor of, of serving this church body, I've worn a lot of different titles and a lot of different hats. If it's been available, it's probably been on my head at one point or another. But one that I didn't really fully walk confidently in until recently is that of Daughter of the King. And I'm still learning that. And my role as a wife and a daughter, a mother, a pastor, administrative assistant, all those things, they never really fully satisfied me because I wasn't satisfied with being just his daughter. And there's a lot of things in our life that we look at other people and we see how somebody is doing something else and we say, wow, that's a really awesome thing that they get to carry. I want to be able to do that. I want to build on that foundation over there. But until we get confident and being satisfied with being, being just his daughter and building from that place, none of the other things really matter. And it doesn't stand. It's not going to be a solid foundation. And I was in this season where I thought that everything around me that I was touching looked barren. When really it was just the father preparing and making something solid under the surface. As I was praying and, and asking the Lord what he wanted to share this morning, one of the things that I kept hearing over and over again is that we need to stop calling barren what the Lord has called fruitful, and he's just working under the surface. 
for a really long time, I kept saying that I was barren, that there were things in my life that were barren. And one day my sister was praying over me and she said, the Holy Spirit said, you have to stop calling these things barren. He's just working and solidifying the things in the service so that you can carry what he's going to ask you to carry. And so we need to stop looking at things and saying, I'm barren in this area of my life. I don't have healing here. This is not what I wanted it to look like. This structure doesn't look the way that I always imagined because God might be doing something under the surface. And sometimes it's really just our perspective that needs to shift. We need to stop hoping for something that was never ours to take on. We need to stop comparing ourselves to other people's seasons, other people's structures and houses and saying, that's that's the one that I want to build, Lord when he doesn't have that for me to build. In true motherhood fashion, I had a really cool illustration that I was gonna bring and build in front of you today, but I forgot because <laughs> three kids. And I was, I, my son has these Lincoln logs And one day a friend of mine was over with her son and they were building the Lincoln Logs and it was just this really cool picture about how I feel like what the Lord does in us is we get to build this structure. And if we build it based on the foundation of Christ and as a daughter first, then we get to add to it, right? We get to continue to build the layers. So if the father wanted to strip away who I was and what I thought I was so that he could clothe me in him and who he said that I was so that everything is first built on him. First as daughter, then as wife, then as mother, and currently as next-gen pastor. But no matter what the title is, it doesn't matter because first, it's always daughter, Because sometimes my marriage is going to look really shaky. And if my foundation isn't set on being daughter first, then it's going to crumble. And motherhood is really hard sometimes, especially in this season. And if I'm not first coming to him as a daughter, then I'm not going to be able to prepare for them what they need to continue to build their lives on Christ. So how many of you guys have ever heard it said that our ceiling is their floor or their foundation? Have you guys heard that before? Everybody say it with me. My ceiling ceiling. is their floor. And that's what really we're going to dig into a little bit more this morning. About a year and a half ago, I heard that and it lit something up inside of me. You know, like Jeremiah with a fire that was lit up inside of his bones. He couldn't contain it. Well, that's how I feel about this topic that we're going to talk about this morning. I love the visual that it gives me, that my ceiling is my children's floor. And then at staff retreat this last year, um, we took some time to pray over the families and specifically for the staff to pray over their kids. And if you guys aren't praying over your staff and their kids and their families, I really encourage you to do so because we get hit a lot. And so Brock was praying over Thomas And he was praying that their ceiling would be his floor. And I got really excited. I was like, yeah, that's what I've been praying too. Do you ever hear somebody else pray something that you've been praying and go, I'm more spiritual because I agree with them ahead of time. (laughs) Just me? Cool. And so Brock was praying that and I was so excited. And the Holy Spirit said, yes, but your ceiling doesn't stop growing. And I think that a lot of times what happens, especially in motherhood, we start thinking about building this foundation for our kids and we stop taking care of our own. 
And we stop building on the things that the Lord has, has for us and has prepared us to be and to impart into other people. Because one day, your season of raising children is going to come to an end. I was talking to Leanne earlier this week, and she was like, I'm an empty nester! And she was so excited about it. And I was excited too, because now she gets to raise something else that the Lord wants to do inside of her. If she lets him. And whether or not you are, are married with children, whether you have children, whether you don't have kids, whether you're a man or a woman, you are raising your roof and laying the foundation for someone else. Whether you realize it or not, we are always laying a foundation. We are always either staying stagnant in our current ceiling or we have the ability to build it up. And so it doesn't matter whether you are, whether you're married, whether you're not married, whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, whether you have 15 kids, whether you have a million grandkids, we get the opportunity to always raise our ceiling and continue to make a foundation solid for the next generation. Every single one of us are making an impact. We are doing something for the next generation. Whether we're doing something that's going to build them and make it solid for them to walk in the Lord or in our own opinions, that's going to be on us. In Psalms chapter 78, verse 4 through 7, it says, We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. That's a command. It's a command from the Lord to instruct the next generation and tell them of who God was and who he is and what he's done. And over and over again in Deuteronomy and really all throughout scripture, we see God instruct the people of Israel to instruct their children and teach them about who he was and what he had done for them. He was saying, you need to raise your ceiling, you need to grow your faith, and you need to help their foundation get a little bit more solid. And, and over and over again, they would do this. The children of Israel, they would start to do that. They would tell their children about who God was, and they would, they would teach, not just teach it, but they would live it out. And then they would stop raising their ceiling. They would start to listen to the opinions of those around them and get caught up in the culture and start living like the people around them instead of the way that God had instructed. All through the Old Testament, we see that over and over again. God said, teach your children. They said, okay, we're going to teach our children. So they not only taught their children, but they lived their lives in a way that God said and had established for them as his children. And then they began to look at the culture around them and go, hey, that looks a little bit easier than what we've been asked to do, guys. Let's try this for a while. And it never ended well. It never looked good for them. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Judges chapter 6. And we're going to kind of be a little bit over the, all over the place with it. 
In Judges chapter six, we have the story of Gideon. How many of you are familiar with Gideon? I know it's Mother's Day, but we're gonna talk about Gideon, that's okay. The children of Israel didn't live out and tell of who God was. It tells us in Judges chapter two, verse 10, that they did not do that. They stopped raising their ceiling and the foundation for their children. They allowed the idols to be put up. Now an idol, we're gonna talk about an idol is anything that we place above God, okay? So anything, anytime we talk about the idols, I want you to think about anything in your life that you might have more value in than you do in your, in your relationship with the Lord. Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your children, maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your lack of things, right? Maybe it's, it's the, the sadness and the, the oppression that we find ourselves in sometimes, the disappointment. Maybe our, our insecurities, those things can become idols to us. And so they built up these idols and they allowed the culture around them to determine their beliefs, to dictate their faith and their fears. They took on the opinions of the culture and made it law unto themselves. I think that we're in a really, um, we have a unique opportunity, church, because there's a lot of opinions around us. And we can either make them law unto themselves or we can keep them as opinions and teach the law and the word of God to our children. Gideon's generation was facing all these difficulties as a result of his parents and grandparents who did not live a life of displaying the goodness of God. Gideon had an identity crisis because his foundation was not set on the truth of the word of God. Does that sound familiar? We live in a generation that doesn't know who they are because they don't know whose they are. Mothering and parenting is already really hard. Not to stop any of you from wanting to have children. It's beautiful. It's a gift. But trying to teach our children the difference between our opinions and the opinions of others and the truth of the word of God can be really challenging. It doesn't work. But when we are more tuned into the word of God and we lean into Holy Spirit more than we are into the news and to social media and what this person said about this idea and this ideology and, in, and, we, and even podcasts and other people's sermons and books, if we lean into Holy, Holy Spirit more than we do those things, then we can build our, our lives, we can raise our ceilings and growing our faith, but we can lay these foundations for our kids that are based on the truth of the word of God instead of on somebody else's opinion. In, in Matthew chapter seven, Jesus talks about the wise and the foolish man building on their foundations. Does everyone know that story? Jesus is talking, maybe you heard it in song as a kid. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock and the rains came tumbling down, right? And the foolish man built his house upon the you guys are good. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand and the rains came tumbling down. You read this scripture and Jesus is saying there was a wise person who built his life on the foundation and the solid truth of the word of God. And then you have someone who built their life and their foundation on somebody's opinion, on what they read on social media, on what they heard on a podcast, on something other than what scripture says. And it fell. 
And so if we are trying to not only build our lives on the truth of the word of God and raise our ceiling to continue to be who God's called us to be and to go and be able to continue to lean into Holy Spirit and learn more, or we can build it on other people's opinions. We can't do both. The immersion into God's word is essential in parenting. If you are not immersing yourself in the word of God, not only can you not raise your own ceiling, you cannot build a solid foundation for your children. When we create an atmosphere in our homes where we continue to encounter God, but we, bring, we also bring our children into those moments. Did you know that it's possible? to have a worship moment at home with your children? If your kids are only seeing you worship on Sunday morning, you are not raising a solid foundation. You're not raising your roof and you're not setting there solid. If the only time they see you pull out scripture is when when we're coming to church, or if the only time they see you pull out scripture and, and talk about the word of God and teach them the word of God is when something is wrong, that's still not okay. Because we get the opportunity as parents to not just teach them the word of God, but to show them how to live it out. We get to bring our children into these moments so that they can encounter him for themselves, that they can taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what we were praying over these babies this morning that they would be raised in a home where they would not only see that the Lord was good, but they would encounter it for themselves. Because if I just hear about God, but I don't know it to be true for my life, one day I'm gonna grow up and question, do I believe this about God because it's real or because it's what someone told me? And I don't ever want my children to question who God is and the goodness and the greatness of him because they haven't encountered it for themselves. Because I've been there. It's not fun. Teach them the word, but also live it out. Proverbs 22, 6. We, of course, had to talk about this verse because it's Mother's Day, guys. Train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I'm going to point something out here. I looked in four different versions, and each one said, train up a child. It did not say, train up your child. So this is God's invitation for you all to come be a part of kids' ministry. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm only half kidding. Um... But I was reading this and it made me realize that we all get to take part in raising up the next generation. This is what that verse is talking about. We all get to take part in training up the children and the generation around us to seek God's wisdom. Whether we do that in kids ministry, whether you do that as a mentor and and you're discipling those around you, whether you... um, 
are pouring into young men and young women that may not have a, a good home where they are getting the word of God built up in their life. Whether you're helping a mama out because she just needs a break, because mamas need a break every once in a while. That's how we raise up a generation to follow Christ. We do life together with one another, cheering each other on, building each other up. These are all ways that we get to help raise up our ceiling, but also help lay a child's foundation. Are we teaching our children to seek God's wisdom first? Are we setting a standard for them to run their opinions by the word of God? Are we running our opinions by the word of God? Or by our actions and lifestyle, are we teaching them to lean into the opinions and the culture around us? Teach them the word, but also live it out. Because if their opinions and actions in my home outweigh the truth of God's word, my children's foundation will crumble. Because it's being built on sand. In Judges 6, where Gideon, he's questioning who he is. He's questioning his identity. He's hiding He's afraid of what's going on around him because he's never been taught how to encounter the Lord. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know whose he is. But the angel of the Lord, in verse 11, the angel of the Lord came and sat under the tree, which was in Orpha, Orpha, which belonged to Joash, all these different names. Gideon was hiding in the wine press. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And here's what I want us to see. First, the Lord told him who he was. He was with him. And then he told him his identity. You are a mighty man of valor. And so what we get the opportunity to do is we get to teach our children not only who the Lord is, that he is with us, but what he's called us. And unfortunately, we have a generation that doesn't know who they are. And they're trying to look like something and someone else all the time because they've not been told their identity is daughter of the king. Mighty woman of valor. My children won't have to question whether or not what they've been taught about the Lord is real when I give opportunities for them to encounter it for themselves. We have to give our children permission to ask questions. We have to be okay with asking questions. You gotta show them that you don't have all the answers because we don't. If we are growing in relationship with Jesus the way that he has designed for us to, we should not still be in the same place that we were five years ago. If we are, we're trying to live off of a manna that's been, that's been expired forever, right? But if I am continuing to pursue Jesus and look to him, then he is going to be the one who shows them who their identity is. But I have to show them that it's okay to ask these questions. If I look back in 10 years and my stealing is still where it is today, then I've become stagnant. 
Not only is it possible to stay stagnant, it's also possible to go backwards. Did you know that? That sometimes we have to though, sometimes right now at this season in my life, there's areas where I'm having to take off some of these Lincoln logs and let the Lord reestablish which ones go back. Because you can teach what you know, but you impart what you are. Once Gideon knew that the Lord was with him and he knew who God said that he was, the angel of the Lord gave him instruction to destroy the idols that his previous generations had created. And this is where it gets hard sometimes. There are areas in my life, there have been areas in my life that if I don't remove these idols, and what did we say idols were? Anything that puts itself in place of of where God should be in my life. Anything that has more value than Jesus. These areas of unhealth, areas that keep me from growing in my walk with Jesus. If I don't deal with these idols, they will be there for my children to deal with. And that's where Gideon was. He had to deal with his father's idols. And (laughs) y'all, It's hard and it's messy. But if we don't deal with these idols, if we don't deal with these generational curses, our children are going to have to. And so one of the things I thought was really interesting is that Gideon did what the Lord told him to do, but he did it at night. He was afraid. Guys, sometimes it's hard and we're afraid to deal with these idols. But the Lord is with us, O mighty man and woman of valor. He is with us. And he wants us to deal with these areas of unhealth, these areas that we have placed in front of us, that, that, or maybe our parents have placed in front of us, but we've got to take them down. Because if I don't, my children are going to have to. So I am dedicating to doing the hard work of tearing down some of these idols in my life so that my children don't have to. That's parenting. That's what we've been called to. This is how I not only raise my ceiling, but I set a solid and firm foundation so that my children can start off at a better place than I've been. And they can just grow in love with Jesus. Isn't that what we want for the next generation? Not just for my kids. I want that for your kids too. That's why I do what I do. As I'm continuing to allow the Holy Spirit to heal and restore some of these areas, I get to bring my children into these moments, not hiding from them that everything's always okay. But sometimes we have to use discernment in that, right? But in doing that, they recognize that I don't have it all together all the time. But when I don't, I choose to lean into Holy Spirit to help me instead of just trying to fix it on my own. I want them to see their mama pursuing health 
and freedom because at the end of it all, the reason that I'm raising my ceiling, the reason I'm setting their floor as a solid foundation is because I just want Jesus. Because I've become confident as daughter of the king, that that's all that matters to me. That's where it is. The song that I asked um, Ashley to do says, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. And there's a part of the song that every single time I hear it, my heart just says, that's what I want. This is what I want. That my children tell their children, let this be their memory, that all my treasure was in heaven and you were everything to me. So, Father, Father, I ask that you would show us. Holy Spirit, bring revelation to idols that we've allowed to be built up or that we have not yet dealt with from previous generations. Father, help us to remember that we are not doing this alone. Father, that we would walk worthy of this honor that you've placed on our lives in raising children well. That we would all recognize that we carry this mantle of training up a child, not just our own, but those around us. Father, I thank you that this church would be known as mothers and fathers, spiritual mothers and fathers, adoptive mothers and fathers who simply wanted Jesus and nothing else mattered. That we took down the areas, those idols that didn't look like you, those things that were in our life that we're placing before you, Father, that we would take those areas down and we would sit and bask in the, in the beauty of simply being yours that we would be able to teach our children well. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today for our podcast. Eastside Church exists to help people encounter Jesus, be equipped to grow and engage their community. For more information, please go to our website at eastsidechurch.co.